You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. And welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Another simulated game as part of a simulated season each and every day since opening day following the 2020 White Sox as it would have been. And while we still hold out hope there will be baseball in the flesh soon, I continue to have my doubts. I don't think these two sides can get together. Luckily, though, Sacks in the Basement is there for you. Brought to you proudly by Cork and Carry at the Park.com. 33rd in Princeton, a Southside tradition, and we need to continue to support them, keep them in your rotation. Amazing food, top to bottom on a menu that is available right now on Grubhub or direct at CorkandCarryAtThePark.com. We're using MLB The Show 20. We've been simulating along. It's been a lot of fun. The White Sox in second place right now at 32 and 22, 10 games over 504 back from the Minnesota Twins. The Indians are a half game back from them, but how does the rest of baseball look? Well, first off, let me tell you this. If the wild card was decided today, the White Sox would be right in there with the Houston Astros tied virtually for the two wild card spots in the American League. The Angels, the Twins, and the Yankees lead their divisions. The Yanks are up by nine games already on the Blue Jays, who are only at 500, and everybody else in that division is below 500. The Astros are four and a half back from the Angels. In the National League, the Dodgers are already up nine games on the Padres, who would be a wildcard team at this point. Diamondbacks are right behind them. The Reds lead by three and a half games in the National League, with the Cubs hot on their trail. And the Mets so far are winning the East, and that's shocking. The Phillies are five and a half back and would be a wildcard team. Meanwhile, the Nationals, who won the World Series, and the Braves, the upstarts, doing terribly in the National League East. We'll see how it all shakes out. Meanwhile, the most important thing is what's going on out in Baltimore right now. Game two of a four-game set. The White Sox won yesterday 5 to nothing. Reynaldo Lopez about to take the bump for the Sox. Let's get out there right now. Sox in the Basement. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Oreo Park at Camden Yards. Welcome to game two of a four-game set between the 14 and 40 last place Baltimore Orioles and the 32 and 22 second place in the AL Central Chicago White Sox. So far, these teams have played each other four times this season. The Sox have taken all four. They took the first of the four games set yesterday, and now Asher Wojciechowski, 10 starts on the season and a 1 and 4 record with a 4.85 earned run average for the Orioles. 52 innings, a 1.44 whip, 46 strikeouts to go with his 57 hits and 18 walks. So he has not put on a lot of guys with the free pass this year, but he does give up the hits to go along with the strikeouts. Leary Garcia is getting the start at short today and leading off for the resting Tim Anderson. Reynaldo Lopez gets the start for the White Sox. We will see him after this half inning. Swing and a miss at a four-seamer in the outside corner, and we're underway. Game two of this four-game set. Sox, Orioles. White Sox broke a three-game losing streak yesterday. Got themselves back up to 10 games over 500. And a four-seamer misses. 62 degrees. The wind is blowing out into right field at about 7 miles per hour right now. You can see the flags moving, partly cloudy skies. 
The 1-1 pitch. Garcia rips it down the right field line. Foul. 1-2. Last time the White Sox played with a wind gusting out to right. Garcia got the start over Anderson to give him a time off. He batted lefty like he is now against the righty and hit a grand slam into the jet stream. Swung on and missed there, though, on the 2-2 pitch. Goes down swinging. First strikeout of the game for Wojciechowski. Also the first out of the game, and Yasmani Grandal coming off a day of rest. Back behind the plate and in the two spot for the White Sox. He stands in on the left side of the plate. Grandal's hitting 293, and he is part of a threesome in quite the home run race for the White Sox at this point in the season. Three White Sox players with 14 home runs. Grandal, Jimenez, and Encarnacion. Grandal was off yesterday, and the other two caught up to him with back-to-back homers. And now they're all tied up. He's 0-2 in the count. Inside and an outside pitch, both on the corners, painting them nicely. Next pitch comes outside and just misses 1-2 and two the count with one out here in the top of the first inning. The rest of the top five for the White Sox has Abreu with 11 homers and Mancata with nine. Outside pitch was coming there. They set up, but it was high. 2-2 two and two the count. Now he swings and misses that one outside the zone. He couldn't lay off. All three of them away and out of the zone. But Grandal got impatient and strikes out. Two batters, two strikeouts. Here for the White Sox. And now here's Jose Abreu. Abreu DHing today. Edwin Encarnacion giving his legs a rest will be down at first base. It's hitting 272 now. And he rips this one deep down the third base line, hooking foul. It's funny not to see him at the top of all these statistical categories for the White Sox. But even when it comes to total bases, that's led by Yoan Moncada. RBIs, it's a tie at 39 between Jimenez and Grandal. Batting average has been a battle all year long between Moncada and Anderson. He's 2-1 and one in the count now after the next two miss high. Two outs top of the first inning. Now he sends one deep out in the left center field, tailing back towards the wall to bounce at the track. Abreu's on his way into second base. There'll be no throw there. He gets in standing up, a two-out double. He did that yesterday. He had a first inning, two-out double. That's his 15th. He's one off the pace for the lead in that category. So he's getting close to the top of one of these lists on this team. So with two outs, Juan Moncada comes up. He'll hit lefty against the righty starter. Hitting 325, leading the team right now. An outside four seamer taken for a strike, 0 1. Juan has been steady in the four spot. A dependable guy sitting in the cleanup spot. He moves guys along when he needs to, he draws walks when he needs to. Yeah, only nine home runs, but he's got a lot of RBI, a lot of total bases. 0 2 pitch on the way. This one's a broken bat. Rolling weakly to third. It's going to be a close play over at first. They got him barely. The bat lays out there right where the ball was picked up. Orioles get out of the inning. Midway through the first, there's no score here in Baltimore. Reynaldo Lopez, 10 starts so far and a 3-3 record. The ERA is now up to 4.47. Over 56 in the third innings. He's got a whip of 1.30. That's from 49 hits and 24 walks. He has also struck out 44 over those 56 and a third. Started off red hot. He has come back down to earth. 
but he has to take it a start as a time. We know that he has the ability to perform for this team in the five spot. He held on to a role in the rotation that many thought was going to go away the moment that Michael Kopech showed up. Now, both Lopez and Gonzalez were probably the two that were most on the hook early on in the season that could lose their job, even Dylan Cease. But those two guys in particular, since Kopech came up, have had at least one really bad start since he joined the team. But a little bit of pressure goes a long way as Iglesias is now 2-0 to find out whether or not you're going to get a diamond out of the coal or if somebody will wilt away. If we're building a championship team, you want to find the guys that can handle pressure, even that kind, having your possible replacement waiting in the wings. Two and two the count now, two swinging strikes on inside pitches. Lopez gets him swinging on a slider and he spins around and pumps his fist. So he has come with some fire today. Just like his counterpart, he strikes out the first guy that he faces. Ramon Urias stands in. He's got a 705 OPS, but a 227 average, seven home runs, 16 RBIs. The Orioles' second baseman is now 1 0 in the count as that one misses high. Lopez quickly in the wine. Grandal sets up on one knee outside and gets a four-seamer. Hits the outside corner, one and one. Urias has found some power lately. Two home runs in his last four games. We know he didn't have one yesterday. Toronto faced off against the Orioles in Canada just before this series. This one's popped up the second base. Underneath it is Madrigal coming in on the run. He'll catch it right behind Lopez. Two gone. Through nine pitches here in the first. And Trey Mancini comes at a plate. 261 average. 426 slugging. 768 OPS. The three hitter for the Orioles. It's one of the few bright spots, and that isn't that bright. A high four seamer misses. 1-0 the count. Lopez into the wind. Goes inside, that one scorched over the third base coach. One and one the count. Now he gets him to swing at an outside four seamer. He can't catch up to it, one and two. Lopez working quickly, delivers. Swung on and missed. He strikes out two out of three here in this inning. Just like his counterpart did. And after one, there is no score in Camden Yards. That'll be a nice evening here on Tuesday night. Aloy Jimenez is hitting 276. He's got those 14 home runs in the 39 RBIs. And he puts this one directly up the middle. There was a shift on, so the second baseman Urias was standing behind second. He'll get on the two-hop and throw him out. One pitch, one out. And Edwin Encarnacion is going to come up, so we'll have to talk about Jimenez next time up because he was in a hurry to get back to the bench. Edwin's got 31 RBI to go with his 14 home runs. He's hitting 256. There's one out here in the top of the second inning, and we've made it very easy for the Orioles' starter, Wojciechowski. 1-0 the count. Now this one's fouled back a slider in the outside corner, 1-1. One one. Into the wind and the pitch. High and inside, taken, 2-1 the count. 
now a changeup gets across that waist high. Two and two. One out, top of the second inning. Both pitchers working quickly. This one's in the dirt, a curveball, three and two the count. With Angle standing on deck. He gets to start in center today for Luis Robert. High inside curveball taken for a strike. Edwin did not offer. Third strikeout here for Asher. And Adam Engel comes to the plate batting seventh in center field today. He's got four homers and 12 RBIs. He almost got his fifth home run yesterday on one right to the wall that got knocked down by the wind. He needed just a few more feet. Puts this one down the first baseline foul into the netting. He scored three times in the last three games he's played. He's 0-1 in the count. Curveball gets across 0-2. The 0-2 pitch. Didn't even swing. At the knees, he's down. Two backwards Ks. Four total for the Orioles starter. Midway through to second. It's a pitcher's duel so far. Renato Nunez hitting 237. Pretty good third baseman, although we've seen him in the DH role in a few games, hitting 10 home runs, 25 RBI. Stands in in the four spot, the pitch from Lopez, low and away a fastball, taken for a ball, 1-0. He was 0-4 last night with three strikeouts against the combined workings of Gio Gonzalez, Carson Fulmer, and Steve Ciszek as this one sent down the first baseline foul. 1-1 one one on a long strike. Next pitch inside in the dirt, but he swings at it and chops it over to short. Encarnacion squeezes the glove. The 6-3 put out. One gone. DJ Stewart's up at the plate. He's got no homers, no RBIs, and I think 23 or 24 official at-bats. Fitting 217. Did not start the season with this team, but he's playing more often now. Working his way into the lineup on a regular basis. Corner outfielder is what he basically is. 1-0 pitch now on the way as Grandal sets up inside. Almost hits him right in the shoulder. Just missed him. That one got away. A 95-mile-an-hour fastball. And luckily, there isn't a base runner. 2-0 pitch from Lopez inside a four-seamer. Scorched down the line. Grandal set up on the outside, so maybe there's a control problem right now with Lopez over the last few pitches. He set up on the outside again. This one comes in, and it's put down the line. Fair ball, cut off by Nomar Mazar in right before it gets to the corner, so he's going to hold him to a single. But Lopez is not putting it where Grandal is setting up, at least over the last three or four pitches. And Anthony Santander, who's playing left field today, Comes with a plate hitting 245. We didn't see him yesterday, but we saw him in the last series in Chicago a while back. He actually had some pretty nice hits and a couple of very good defensive plays. There was a gaff out in left field yesterday, so maybe that's the reasoning for having him out there. A slider outside, 1-0 the count. He's got seven home runs. That's second on the Orioles. We saw him hit, I think, two in the series in Chicago. He was one of their big offensive bright spots. Four-seamer outside, 2-0 now. This one's scorched down the right field line, and it is going to get into the corner. Runner going first to third. Santander into second base is a double with one out. Lopez seems to have lost some control and has given up back-to-back hits, including an extra base one. The 10th of Santander's season. Don Cooper wants to come out and talk. 
real quick with his pitcher. Little meeting on the mound. Everybody on the infield is in there. 23 pitches so far in this inning. Only one out and two on. Nine balls, 14 strikes. Going around the horn real quick for you. Grandal is behind home. Encarnacion is over at first, so Abreu can DH and rest the legs. Mandrigal at second. Larry Garcia's at short today for Tim Anderson. Mancata's over at third. Jimenez in left. Angles in center. Mazzaro's in right. There's two on here against Reynaldo Lopez, who had been untouchable in the first month or so of the season, but now is very touchable. The 201 hitting Austin Hayes comes in in a high four seamer. Up at eye level, goes for ball one. His last three games hitting 364, so he's heating up. That's not what we need right now. No score, bomb in a second, one out, runners at second and third. For the Orioles, a four-seamer swung on and missed. One and one. That one was low and inside. It's funny today. It's sunny outside. It's only 62 degrees. You see people that are shirtless, and I see one guy out there in a winter jacket. The crowd is eclectic here. One and one the count. The pitch on the way. Inside, sent out on a jam shot. Now carrying back to the left field wall. Jimenez is going to catch it on the track. It is going to allow... The runner to score, it's one to nothing on a sack fly. He hit that off the inside part of the bat. I thought it was going to die in shallow left. Instead, it just kept carrying, and Stewart comes home after Hayes muscles one out there off the smaller part of his bat. And Chance Cisco comes to the plate. Cisco's hitting 250, the catcher. Bats on the left side of the plate, and the first one's inside a fastball, 1 0 the count. In his last four starts, he's hitting 375. Next offering a strike high and tight. One and one the count. Runner on second, two outs, bomb of the second. Orioles got to run in here in this inning and lead one to nothing. Now a high four seamer misses two and one. Lopez gets in the swing at a pitch outside of the zone that was high. Fastball right down the middle, up at the elbows. Two and two. Now this one's lined on the third baseline, just foul. And Reynaldo does not look very sharp right now. The 2-2 pitch. Down, outside, a changeup. 3-2, the count is full. Chris Davis on deck. I guess he's hitting 188. But he is still, at least technically, a professional hitter. If anybody's due against these White Sox, it's him. I don't want him up with two on. The full count. Pitch. Just misses on the outside corner. Lopez walks halfway in to get the ball. He doesn't like the call, but he's been so wild. He can't blame the umpire for saying Ty goes to the batter with the way that he has not been able to command the zone here in the second inning. Came out red hot. Something went wrong after that first out. And he has struggled. Chris Davis comes in, the big lefty. His runners on first and second and two outs here in the bottom of the second inning. And a strike gets across. 0-1 the count. Lopez checks the sign. Comes inside with a slider that's fouled off. 0-2. 35 pitches so far for him. He's at a labor of second. Next pitch low and inside. A changeup. 1-2. Now a slider swung on and sent into the backstop. Count remains 1-2. Lopez checks the runner at second. Tries to go outside. Davis doesn't go for it. 25 pitches so far for him in this inning. 
13 for strikes. Count is even at two. The pitch. He goes low and away. Again, Davis doesn't go for it. The leadoff hitter, Iglesias, stands on deck. And Lopez trying not to load up the bases here in the second inning. Here it comes. Missed inside, and he walked the bases loaded. So, Reynaldo Lopez struggling here. In the second inning, already 40 pitches, a run in. The bases loaded. We saw him implode in the early innings just a few starts ago. And whereas you felt like he had something figured out early on in the season, the old Reynaldo Lopez of last year that was frustrating to fans and Ricky Renteria especially, starting to rear his head here in this game. And it isn't the first time in the last month. He throws one inside for a ball to Iglesias, and he's 1-0. Sacks packed with O's. Next one misses outside, 2-0. And Reynaldo Lopez is struggling mightily on the mound. Already the White Sox have gotten up two relievers. Outside ball, 3. 3-0 the count. Raylo is struggling. Iglesias is 0-1, struck out. It was the first batter of the game when Reynaldo Lopez looked a lot better. The 3-0 pitch. That's a strike. Two outs, bottom of the second inning. Orioles trying to bust this game open early against the White Sox. Reynaldo Lopez doing everything he can to help him. Fouls off a four-seamer in the zone. Three and two, the count is full. Lopez needs to rear back and get through this one. The payoff pitch. Swung on and fouled off. That was going to be borderline on the outside corner. 46 pitches thrown now by Lopez. 47 is inside and he walked in a run. Rondal's going to go on and talk with him, but he is laboring now. All of this happened with two outs. Ramon Urias comes to the plate. The first out was to the first batter of the inning. Then you had second and third, and a sack fly made it 1-0. Then there's a runner on second base. That one's fouled off down the first base line. There's a runner on second, and he just can't find the plate anymore. Walk, 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 and a run is in, and now the base is loaded. This one sent out in the right field. Mazzara runs underneath it. He will make the play, thankfully, and the inning is over. That could have gotten so much worse. Reynaldo Lopez basically gave him two runs in that inning. They didn't earn it. End of two, Sox trail by two. Nomar Mazzaro will lead off the top of the third inning. Sox trailing two to nothing. Sitting 208 with five homers and 16 RBIs, a 714 OPS. Outside four seam fastball misses 1-0 the count. One for three in his last game with a single, but has been slowly losing his grip on a regular everyday job in right field. That one misses low and away, 2-0 the count. As I mentioned, Robert getting a day off today. It frees up a space to move him into the outfield. Otherwise, I don't think he's out there. Madrigal waits on deck as the count is 3-0. Wojciechowski had a long rest. Now this one sent down the first baseline, trailing back in the right field and caught in foul territory. A deep fly out in foul territory is the first out. He swings on a 3-0 pitch. He's one of the few batters on this White Sox order that does that. He's got one of the lowest batting averages. Nick Mandrigal's hitting 221. Got a home run, 12 RBI. Did not start the season with the team. 
labored for the first couple of weeks, then got the average up on a hot streak, and now he's settled back down into the 220s. He's still trying to come along here. He fouls this one back. 0-1 the count. One out top of the third. Now a ground ball over to short, and Glacius going to throw it across his body and get him. As he hustled down the line, two outs quickly. The first two batters here in the top of the third, and Larry Garcia, who struck out in the first inning, comes up with his 260 average. And Larry has been struggling as of late. White Sox showing some confidence in his ability because even though the average is low, he has come up big in the last week or so and has done a good job trying to set the table in the leadoff spot when Anderson has a day off. Now, this one is lifted into the right center field gap. It is tailing back, but it looks like it'll be caught just before the 373 sign at the track. A long fly out, but they go down 1-2-3 midway through the third. Sox trail 2-0 here in Baltimore. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria, making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the Sox side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Family Waterproofing Solutions is one heck of a solid business, and I know that from all the the different things that I read online about them. You see the testimonials from people that use them. It makes me feel good that we've partnered up with them. You know, I don't want to tell you about a product that sucks. Let's just be honest. I don't want to. And they seem to get incredible reviews. I've never heard anything bad about them. They're veteran-owned, female-owned, family-owned. They've got those Socks in the Basement deals. Make sure you check them out. they got a whole list of them. Tell them you heard about them on Socks in the Basement. They do everything from concrete raising to window wells to sump pumps to stopping seepage to fixing cracks in the foundation. Any other thing you can think of under the sun, there's so much that goes in to what they do. Take a look at that website that was just given out. This one is sent out in the center field. The first pitch gives an out to Ray Lopez, who was his 50th of the game. But he's got one out now here in the bottom of the third inning. Nunez comes to the plate. He's 0 for 1 with a ground out in the second inning. 236 average. Lopez into the wind in the pitch. Swung on and chopped down the third baseline foul. Sox looks like they have pitchers ready in the bullpen. But they want to see if that was a bump in the road, a mental block, or if that's what they're getting today out of Reynaldo Lopez. It's only a 2-0 game. You have a very powerful offense against this Orioles team. High outside pitch catches the corner, 1-2. and two. It was like he just lost all command for an inning. Now he paints the corner and it's fouled off. That would have been strike three. Saw Don Cooper talking to him during the very short half inning. This one now goes outside. A changeup count even at two. Evan Marshall's been tossing out there and Kopech's been going through the very long process of getting ready. Swing and a miss on a slider outside. 
Third strikeout of the game. There's two outs. White Sox warm up Kopech like they'd warm up a starter. Because I think eventually he's going to make his way into that rotation. They don't like to bring him in midway through an inning. So right now, if something went crazy, like it did last half inning, you'd see Marshall come in to get Lopez out of the inning. And then you'd see Kopech come in and take over as like the second starter. DJ Stewart's one for one. Scored on a sack fly last inning. One of the two runs that got in. And what could have been a disastrous second. Swung on and missed. Now 0-2 the count. Stewart, a former first-round pick from 2015 by the Orioles. Recently promoted. Into the wind and the pitch. Chopped out to second base. Mandrigal fields it and tosses it over. A 1-2-3 clean inning for Reynaldo Lopez. Hopefully, that means it was just a blip in the second. Sox can come back on this one. They're only down 2-0. Yasmani Grandal kicks off the top of the fourth inning. He's 0-for-1 in this game. 35 pitches so far for Asher Wojciechowski. And Grandal is 2-0. Two inside pitches missed. Now outside a curveball misses as well. 3-0 the count. Grandal takes a four-seamer inside for a strike. He's 0-for-1 with a strikeout earlier in this game. Swinging. This time being more patient. Now he lifts this one deep out in the left field. It is going to tail back. It may get out. It is over the wall for a home run. The left fielder today for the Orioles leapt to try to get that one. It goes off the tip of his glove and clears the wall. 381 feet out of here at 96.7 miles per hour. Grandal retakes the lead on the team with 15 home runs. We mentioned before the game he was leading with 14. And both Encarnacion... And Jimenez hit homers yesterday back-to-back and tied him. And it was a three-man tie for just a few innings here. And now on the top of the fourth, Rondal gets his 15th and retakes the lead. This is quite a home run chase. I'm really enjoying this, and I hope that they battle with each other all year long because it's only good for the White Sox. Two to one now. Nobody on. Top of the fourth. No outs, and Jose Abreu is one and one. The three-hitter for the White Sox had a double. In the first inning, he had hit a cold spell, but he seems like he's starting to warm up and bringing a little bit of power here as the month of May ends. Count is even now at 2-2. Two and two. First place Mets lead the second place Phillies out east in Philadelphia 4 to nothing. Slider misses outside, 3-2 and two the count. That's in the fourth inning. Also in the fourth inning, the Cardinals are beating up on the hapless Braves. I don't know what happened to them this year. They're in last place in the East, and they're losing 4-1. to one. Chop back foul. The count is full now on Abreu. Inside pitch swung on on the hands. It would have been ball four. He got tied up. He must have thought that ball was coming back across the plate. Fifth strikeout. And this youngster out here for the Orioles is having a very nice game, with the exception of that ground out home run, and that one just cleared the wall. There's one gone here in the top of the fourth inning. Yohan Mancata's 0-for-1 with the ground out in the first. He swings and misses at an inside four-seamer. He's working inside very well. And the pitches that aren't in the zone look like they're in the zone. There's a lot of movement at the end of his pitches, and it's confusing White Sox batters right now. The 0-1 pitch is fouled off into the camera well down the third baseline. And now one high and tight hits the zone. Mancata doesn't swing at it. He says something as he walks back to the dugout. 
pointing at his neck, trying to indicate the ball was that high. Umpire doesn't care. The strike zone is very liberal today, but it seems even more so liberal for the Orioles starter. Now gets a strike across in the zone to Aloy Jimenez. He's 0-for-1 in this game. The 0-1 pitch to Jimenez now with two outs. A strike at the knees taken. 0-2. So he gave up the homer, and now he's coming right after the middle of the order, and this one's lifted down the third baseline. Tailing back towards the pole, and it's just foul. About four seats to the left of the foul pole in left field. Now an outside slider misses 1-2. and two. So the White Sox almost tied it up right there. This game far from over. Swung on and sent deep down the third baseline again, hooking a little bit sooner into foul territory. One and two the count. Now he fouls off a slider low and away that was in the zone, continues to protect one and two. Although Jimenez has a tendency to die for pitches outside the zone. Connects on this one, though, and sends it into left field for a base hit. So a two-out hit for Jimenez. Second hit of the inning for the White Sox. There's a runner on first. It's 2-1. to one. And we will see Edwin. Right now, I'd love to see Edwin Tigrandau right back. It'd be fun for Edwin. It'd be fun for me. And it'd be fun for all the White Sox fans out there. As this one is ripped immediately to short on the two-hop. And Glacius scoops it and sends it over to first. A pitch for Edwin is all they need. The inning is over. But not before Yasmani Grandal hits number 15 on the season. And it's still May. Midway through the fourth, Sox trail the Orioles 2-1. to one. Anthony Santander's got a double and a run scored. Reynaldo Lopez has thrown 59 pitches and we start off the bottom of the fourth with a swinging strike on a curveball outside. Owen won the count. So 60 pitches at this point for Lopez. You might still see Michael Kopech eat up some middle innings. Slider inside, 0-2. Pitch now away, a four-seamer, 1-2 and two the count. Now an inside and low slider, 2-2. Two and two. So a lot of pitches for Lopez in every at-bat. The efficiency of the first inning is not the norm. At least not to this point. 2-2 pitch sent out into right field. There's a shift on, so there's lots of guys standing out there. Mazzaro make the catch. His angle standing almost next to him, and Mandrigal's about 30 feet in front of him. Austin Hayes is going to come up. He had a sacrifice fly in the second inning. That was the first run for the Orioles. They got another one walked in in a wild inning for Lopez that luckily only resulted in two runs. Four seamer hits the outside corner. Owen won the count. Next pitch is sent down the third base line. Mancata's going to scoop and throw across his body and get it to Encarnacion with about a step and a half to go. A nice play made at third base. He has been very good defensively over there this year. Chance Sisko comes up with a walk in the second inning. He's hitting 250, and Lopez with his second try against him throws one low in the dirt. 1 0 the count. Maybe there's something about Chance Sisko, like he has a magnetic field. A reverse magnetic field makes the ball stay out of the zone. This one's chopped to first base. Nice play by Encarnacion taking it on the one hop near the line. Behind the bag, he'll step on the bag. A 1-2-3 inning. So two clean innings for Lopez now. And after four, his team trails 2-1. to one. You're in a DP3 Tech fifth inning, top of the fifth. White Sox trailing 2-1. to one. They've got a solo shot from Yasmani Grandal. DP3 Tech details coming up about them. 
at the half inning mark. They paired up with Microsoft. They're there for you and your business. One touch, get somebody on the screen. One touch, show a picture, show a chart, show an image, whatever you need. Work with the systems you have in place. Migrate them over into their system. Get it all working together. We're going to have people working from home or some at home and some not at home. And these weird office setups, probably for a while now, you might as well go with the best. It's affordable. Contact them. Details coming up midway through the inning. Adam Engel takes a strike. He's 0 for 1 and now 0 and 1 in the count. An outside pitch for Seamer misses 1 and 1. High fastball. Right at the letters, called a strike, one and two. Now he goes low and misses below the knees. Two and two the count. Asher Wojciechowski now gets him swinging on a curveball away and Angle sat down. Seventh strikeout of the day for the Orioles starter, who has been pitching one heck of a game. Angle's back goes just over the top of that ball. So right now, Orioles cruising against a very good offensive team in the White Sox. As Mazzara rips this one deep down the first baseline foul, he goes for the first pitch. It was high and above the zone. But he likes the high ones, I guess. He flew out in a third on a 3-0 pitch in foul territory. The lefty stands in now 0-1 in the count and rips this one deep down the line as well, going down to one knee. So he obviously has decided he wants to hit it towards those flags down the line is not paid off yet now an inside pitch misses one and two when you're struggling like he has through the first couple months of the season maybe that's what you cling to the idea that I can be a power hitter I can I can make people think I'm better than I am right now with a few more home runs inside pitch almost hits him a slider two and two so they're going to work him inside because he's trying to yank that ball he's trying to pull it and they're trying to get him to over pull or swing at a bad pitch. The 2-2 count. Ripped the second on the two-hop. Flipped over the first. Over the head of the first baseman. It's going to roll around to the backstop. Catcher Cisco's going to grab it, and Mazzaro's in the second base. That's an error. E4. He throws it over the first baseman's head. An ugly throw by Urias. He was playing back on the grass because they put a shift down for Mazzaro as he likes to pull the ball. But it isn't a very difficult throw, and he just overthought it. Shades of Chuck Knobloch when he fell apart after he became a Yankee. That was ugly. Then it hit the brick wall and careened all the way behind home plate, and Mazzaro goes all the way to second. Four-seam fastball now outside to Madrigal with one out here in the top of the fifth of Mazzaro on second base. Sox might have something going here. Outside pitch misses 2-0. 2-0 count, one out, top of the fifth. Mazzara starts in motion. This one swung on and sent out to center field. He's going to head back to second now. Mandrigal, I believe that was a hit and run. He just couldn't keep it down on the ground. Pops it out to center field, and there's two gone here in the top of the fifth inning. For Larry Garcia, he's 0 for 2. And batting lefty, he waits for this one and lifts it into the right center field gap. It is tailing back. Get over his head. It is over his head. The run is going to score. It bounces over the wall. Hits at the track. Goes over the wall. A ground rule double, and this game is tied. Center fielder running back there. They have Hayes playing center today. He's got his glove up in the air as he runs for the last three or four steps. Like a little leaguer. And it goes over his head. Now Grandal rips the first pitch into left. Can of corn. But 
Larry Garcia ties this game up with a ground rule double on the one hop over the center field wall or right center field wall, and this game is tied two to two. New challenges bring new technology. DP3 Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3 Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. So it's a 2-2 ball game. Chris Davis is going to come to the plate. Bottom of the fifth inning. Sox got a home run from Grandal in the top of the fourth. Then an error keeps things alive for Mazzaro, who ends up on second base where he should have been out. Now this one's lifted deep out in the right field, back to the wall. It is caught up against the wall with a little leap towards that ball to get it as it was going to be over his head. He timed it very well, makes a difficult catch. It would have been off the walls. They have a high scoreboard there, making the right field wall a little bit deeper, but Davis gave it a ride. He almost took the lead back here. One out. Now a 1-0 pitch to Iglesias. The shortstop and leadoff hitter is 0-1 with a walk. And Lopez misses low, 2-0 the count. The two-base error got Mazar on and over to second. The ground rule double gets him home, and the Sox tied this game up. That's a ground ball over to Leary Garcia, flipped over to Encarnacion. There's two gone. So Ramon Urias comes up 0-2. Two ball in here in the bottom of the fifth and nobody on in a tie ball game. Inside four, Seamer misses for a ball, 1-0 the count. Lopez now throws one outside, a curveball that misses 2-0. 75 pitches now to this point for him. Two outs in the bottom of the fifth. Raylo had a very good first and a clean third and fourth innings. This one's outside 3-0, but the second inning was a disaster. And he was lucky. And he only gave up two runs. He had the bases loaded and already had walked in a second run before he got out of that inning. Now he's going to walk Urias and get to Mancini, who's 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a flyout. Four pitches. He puts on the second baseman for the Orioles. And the few Oriole fans here are up on their feet. They're feeling it. Some White Sox fans scattered around here as well. First pitch lifted down the first baseline. If it stays in fair territory, Encarnacion is going to get it. He will. So one pitch, and that is over. The inning is over. So through five, he's had four really good innings, and his team is tied up. Reynaldo Lopez brings you through the fifth, tied up 2-2. Hector Velasquez is coming in. We saw him last night. So I didn't think Asher Wojciechowski was pitching very bad at all. He was almost up to 10 strikeouts. I know he was still in single digits. White Sox batters were having a tough time against him. And what do we have? We had an error, the double just over the head of the center fielder, and the solo home run that hit off the left fielder's glove over the top of the wall. Four-seam fastball taken for a strike by Jose Abreu. And he was uh, still sitting in the high 60s, I believe, in his pitch count. Might have made it to 70. That's it. So he only goes five innings, a curious move. The Orioles have not had a very good season this year, and I would think when a guy is pitching the way he was pitching, 
At least send him out there and see what he can do. High inside pitch is called a strike. It was close. 0-2 the count now to Abreu. No outs in the top of the sixth inning. The bullpen that is used first, surprisingly, is the Orioles. I would not have believed that a few innings ago. An outside changeup misses one and two. Sox had guys up in the second. They've been playing toss out there, even though they're not straight warming up ever since. The one-two pitch to Abreu. In the dirt, he swings at it. It's going to bounce back into the infield. Off the catcher. But Cisco will corral it and get it down the first before he can get the first base on the drop third strike. He swung at an ugly pitch in the dirt. Got completely fooled and he's out. You know, Moncada comes to the plate. Moncada in the left-handed batter's box. Strikeout on the ground out today, so he's 0 for 2. Low scoring game so far, all tied up at 2 here on the top of the 6th. Two-seamer high and away goes for a ball. 1-0 the count. Next offering charged out into left field. There was a shift on. If it hangs up there long enough, though, that gives enough time, and yes, it does. Coming all the way over from nearly center field. That ball is caught near the line. It just sat up there. He could have kept it down. They had shifted him. That was going to be an easy base hit, maybe two. Aloy Jimenez is one for two. Two outs here, and nobody on the top of the sixth, and he fouls back a fastball. 0-1 the count. Had a home run yesterday. Actually went three for three. Single, double, and home run. And was clearly the player of the game for the White Sox in that victory. 0-1 pitch away. The ball, 1-1 the count. He's one for two today. And again, chasing Yasmani Grandal for the team lead in home runs. Fouls back a changeup. One and two. He led for a while there. Remember, I think he had something like six home runs in the first 10 days of the season. Inside changeup misses two and two. He settled into that five spot in the lineup, and Encarnacion behind him gives him some protection. He's thriving there. Inside sinker misses. Count is full. Edwin waits on deck. He has 14 home runs of his own. Full count. Nobody on top of the six. Tie ball game. The payoff pitch. Sent down the third base line. It's a fair ball, but it's corralled. The throw over to first in plenty of time. Sox actually go down one, two, three in this inning. Six hits between the two teams midway through the sixth. We're tied up at two. Renato Nunez is 0 for 2. And he will lead off the inning. First pitch from Lopez on the outside corner is a strike. Sox have been busy in the bullpen. That loss of control in the second inning is keeping them vigilant in this close game. Jace Fry is up with Evan Marshall right now. Tossing. Outside curveball misses one and one the count. Lopez, meanwhile, has only given up two runs in this game through five. Fouls back a changeup, one and two, but it was like something had gone terribly awry in the second inning, and he, all of a sudden he couldn't remember how to pitch. He figured it out, though. Came back in the third, the fourth, and the fifth and looked just as solid as he did in the first inning. So now the second looks like an anomaly as the count is even at two. Nunez now sends this one down the third baseline, hooking foul. That had extra bases written all over it. Fouls back a four-seamer. Count remains even at two. Up to 84 pitches now for Lopez. The fifth starter in the rotation. Sent down the first baseline. This one hooks foul as well. So playing the lines is Nunez. 
And now an inside four seamer doesn't catch anything. Three and two the count. DJ Stewart stands on deck for the Orioles. No outs here in the bottom of the sixth. Payoff pitch. Chopped to second. Mandrigal near the bag gets it over. Encarnacion stretches for it. There's one gone. So now here comes Stewart, who's one for two with a single and a run scored. Six for 25 on the season. That's 240. He did not start the season with the team, but we've seen him in both games here of this series so far. He puts one down the first baseline, just foul in front of the bag. 0-1 the count. So Lopez is giving up a lot of near extra base hits right now, but nothing has gotten to him yet. Changeup dips out of the zone and swung on and missed. 0-2. Tie ball game, 2-2. One out, Bob at a sixth. Inside fastball misses. One and two that was in on the hands. Rondell puts down the sign. That one's low and inside on a changeup. Count is even. The Reds are in first place in the NL Central. They lead the Pirates 3-2 to two right now. Midway through their game, and the Mets have opened up their game against the Phillies 6-0. The Twins, so far winning in theirs, 3-1. The Indians also winning in their game in the AL Central. Count is full as that one misses inside. So another full count. Two straight batters go full against Lopez here in the bottom of the sixth. And that one's fouled off into Grandal's shin guard and will reset. Lopez goes quickly into the line. Lifted out into center field. Jimenez now tailing back closer to the wall. He took an original line like he was heading straight over to left. Now he has to turn. He'll still make the catch. A few yards short of the wall. But it carried unexpectedly on him. He did not judge that very well. And Anthony Santander, who's one for two, the lefty stands in with two outs here in the sixth. Grounds this one down to third base line. Got ten doubles so far. Second on the Orioles is also second in home runs with seven. So he's their extra base hit guy. The next pitch on the way. Inside fastball. Taken at the letters. One and two. That was a strike. Lopez goes quickly to the plate. He almost swung at that one, a curveball that dipped low at 77 miles an hour. Below the knees, two and two, the count is even. Now a jam shot, sent over to short, flipped over to Encarnacion. One, two, three go the Orioles, and Lopez, after a really tough second inning, has almost been basically perfect since then. This game is tied after six. Miguel Castro is going to come in. Four games, 0-1 record, three innings pitched, a 15 ERA even. Although he did pitch an inning last night against the White Sox, it did very well. He's new to this team. We're seeing guys get called up to the Orioles because the team is not very good, and they're looking for answers and guys that want to play. Those guys are dangerous because this is their shot at the show. Top of the seventh inning. Castro will pitch to Encarnacion with a 2-2 game, and he'll rip this one down the third baseline, hooking foul about two sections before the pole. 0-1 the count. Minnesota actually winning 4-1 over the Yankees in the seventh inning right now. A big series for both teams. They're both in first place. The Royals trailing Boston in the eighth, 2-1 in Fenway. 1-1 count here to Encarnacion. Checks it up. They're going to call that a strike, and I'm going to say it right here and right now. That was a terrible call. No part of that ball hit the zone. And we have seen a bigger strike zone for the Orioles pitchers than we have seen for the White Sox today. 
And it has been obvious. And it doesn't matter on who the pitcher is. So either Chance Cisco is the greatest framer in the history of baseball, even more so better than Grandal, or he's getting the benefit of the doubt. Grandal is not. One and two the count. This one rolls to the backstop, two and two. Bounced outside. Now Encarnacion sends a slow chopper over the short on the two hop. Play will be made, and there's one gone. We're heading into the bottom of that White Sox order, which has been a no-man's land as of late. Luis Robert, the only real shining spot, and he's not in the game right now. Adam Engel comes up and immediately rips one in the right center field. He must have heard me as he's getting extra bases on this one. A gapper that goes all the way to the wall. He's rounding second as it's picked up, and he's on his way to third. Relay man takes the throw. Over to third base. He's safe underneath the tag, head first. He got there just before the ball hit the glove. A triple for Engel who puts it in the gap in right center. And with one out, the White Sox have the go-ahead run on third here in the top of the seventh inning. One out, top of the seventh. Mazzara at the plate, the lefty. Swings at the first pitch, sends it bouncing up the middle. They're going to try to score angle. Play at the plate, he's safe. It went back to the pitcher, and he didn't go home right away. He never checks angle. His second baseman, Urias, is screaming, go home, go home, and he tries to backhand it to Cisco. and Angle goes around him and tags it with his hand after he's passed the plate and avoided the tag. He touches the back end of the plate, and the White Sox take a 3-2 lead on a number back to the pitcher. Angle is off on contact, and that shows that speed can kill you sometimes as the White Sox take a 3-2 lead, and the bullpen is going now with one out here in the top of the seventh inning. I see Bummer, and I see Ciszek. A strike to Madrigal. It's now one and one now, an outside pitch. Two and one the count. Mazzaro's on first. There's one gone here in the top of the seventh, and the Sox have taken the lead. On a boneheaded play on the mound by the Orioles. And that was a comebacker on one hop. And he just looked for the out at first. And he was halfway into the throw. And Urias is screaming, pointing at the plate, running towards his pitcher. And he looks back, he sees Engel, and he tries to backhand it to his catcher, who catches it and swipes, but Engel's by him. 3-2 count now, the payoff pitch to Madrigal. Swung on and sent in the left field, that's a base hit. First and second go the White Sox with one out here in the top of the seventh inning. You got a young pitcher who had success last night when the White Sox had a 5-0 lead. Now, he gets the bottom of the order, and they find a way to get a run and two on. The seventh, the eighth, the nine guys, all on base. One's already scored, and here's Larry Garcia, who's one for three. Base hit in the left field. Everybody's safe. Nobody's going home. And the bases are loaded as Garcia puts it opposite field in the left. Yasmani Grandal is one for three. Remember what happened yesterday. Sacks were leading one to nothing. Had a runner on second base in Luis Robert with two outs. And what should have been a routine fly ball out the left was lost in the sun. Robert comes around and scores on the gaff. Then back-to-back home runs. And all of a sudden, the White Sox put up a four spot, won five nothing. They took advantage of the mistake. There's been a mistake in this inning. They've got a run in already because of it and the lead. And now... Back-to-back hits off a pitcher that's flustered. And Grandal's at the plate with the bases loaded and takes a ball low. 
One out here in the top of the seventh inning. Next pitch down the first baseline. It's a slow chap. They're going to try to get two. Over to second. Back over to first. And they just get Grandal. Close plays at second and first on that double play, but it goes down that way. And midway through the seventh, we have a one-run lead. Aaron Bummer's coming into the game in the seventh. 25 games so far, 26 in the third inning, six holds. A one-and-one record, a 1.37 ERA. 42 strikeouts and six walks. Opponents hitting about 150 against him, depending on what side of the plate they're at. He's got the 7-8-9 hitters. This one's lifted out in the right field. One pitch, one out. Mazzara corrals it. There's one gone in the bottom of the seventh, and here comes Chance Sisko. And the lefty, who doesn't normally bat against lefties, who's 0-for-1 with a walk in the second inning, gets one of the better lefties that come out of the bullpen in all of Major League Baseball, and Bummer puts one right by him, swinging. 0-1 the count on a sinker, tailing away. White Sox bullpen lost its mojo in Minnesota. A chance to get it back in a tight game here in Baltimore. Slider inside, taken for a strike, 0-2. Bummer gets him on three pitches, swinging a miss on a slider, tailing away and low. The first one he threw that wasn't in the zone, Cisco goes after it. Four pitches, two outs for Bummer. Here in the bottom of the seventh. And Chris Davis is coming to the plate. Davis, another lefty, stands up there. 0 for 1 with a walk in a second. And he also gave one a ride. Line drive immediately in the glove of Encarnacion, who doesn't even move. It took five pitches and bummer. Mows through the seventh inning. After seven, we lead 3-2. Richard Blyer comes out for his 27th appearance for the Orioles. 1 and 2 record, 24 and a third innings, 4.44 ERA. He's not big on strikeouts or walks. Seven strikeouts to ten walks. But no gaudy numbers on either side. And Abreu's one for three and he'll lead off the inning. Top of the eighth. Ciszek continues to warm in the pen. He slowed down a little bit though. Bummer may come out and start the next inning. He barely threw anything. Inside cut fastball misses. One and one the count. The attendance only 12,000. 0 here in Camden Yards. Inside slider. Goes for a ball, two and one. Oreo Park in Camden Yards. One of those complicated names. 2-1 pitch. Sent down the first baseline. Snagged by Chris Davis. He's going to flip to his pitcher as he lays on the ground. They get a Brayu. There's one gone. And here comes Yohan Moncada on the right side of the plate for the first time tonight. He's 0 for 3. Feels like he's cooling a little bit right now. Kind of the worst time, too. You want them to get happy for the Twins this weekend. Want to know the count? The pitch. Swung on and lifted out into left field down the line. Near the pole, it will be caught right on the line in front of the 333 marker. About two, three feet away. Jimenez comes to the plate with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. One for three with a single in this game. And the lefty... Into the wind in the pitch. Low and inside, swung on and missed a sinker. 0-1 the count. Rangers have opened up a lead in Texas against the Nationals. 7-3. That game is late. Outside pitch misses. 1-1 the count. Twins look like they're in total control against the Yankees. They may end up with the win tonight. Same thing for the Indians in their game. The pitch. High and tight, but he still swung at it. That was nowhere near the zone, and Jimenez shakes his head in disgust. 
and steps out of the batter's box, wondering, why did I swing at that pitch? It almost hit me. The 1-2 pitch now on the way. Sends it back up the middle, goes off the foot of the pitcher who dens it in the ground, picks it up, and throws over to first base, and the inning is over. So a nice inning of relief there. Midway through the eighth inning, the White Sox still lead 3-2. Aaron Bummer's going to stay in against Jose Iglesias, who's 0-2. Iglesias, the switch hitter, moves over to the right side and fouls back a four-seamer. 0-1 the count. Steve Ciszek did some toss during the last half inning and now is back to warming up again. Outside four-seamer misses 1-1 the count. Bummer looks so sharp, they're going to let him keep going. A four-seamer... Low at the knees, swung on and missed, one and two the count. Next offering, did he go around the appeal down? They're going to say he didn't. And I'm going to tell you right now, that bat was clearly across the plate to the point where I could see the top of the bat pointing towards me here in the center field camera. Next one is grounded over to Short Garcia with a backhand and the throw. A nice play. No! They're going to say he's safe on the play? I want to see the replay on that. He really gets the ball there in plenty of time. Encarnacion... Looked like he had his foot on the base, and they're going to call him safe. Something weird happened there. First of all, it was a strikeout. First base ump blew that call when it was appealed down there. Now it looks like he blew a call at first base looking at the replay as that ball gets there before the foot hits the bag. The Orioles are on after back-to-back blown calls by the first base umpire. 2-1 and one now to Ramon Urias, who's 0-2. for two. Now Bummer comes inside, 3-1. and one. Mancini is on deck. You can see Bummer's frustrated because I think he knows he struck out the guy on first base, and he was closer than I was, and he probably thinks he was also out at first. Garcia made a good throw. They actually charged him with an error there, but I don't know what he did wrong. It's an infield hit. He didn't pull anybody off the bag. He made a clean play, and the official score gives him an error. So something strange is happening here in the ballpark. And now a walk is issued. There's two on and no out in the bottom of the eighth inning, and White Sox need to calm things down. They're going to go out for a mound visit right now with Bummer. And I think they're just going to bide their time and start asking the umpire when he gets out there because Renteria is out there. Hey, what's going on here? Something really strange happened in that sequence. And it gave the Orioles a lot of life here with no outs in the eighth. They got two on. Now they're going to call for Ciszek. Gives more time as Renteria is standing there during the warm-ups having a conversation with the home plate umpire. It's not heated, but he keeps motioning towards first base. 23 games for Ciszek, 8 holds, 1-0 record, 28 two-thirds innings with a 0.63 ERA. He was out here last night, pitched very well against this team. He gets Mancini here, who's 0-3 in the righty. As the first pitch fouled off down the third baseline, he went inside on him. Mancini's only hitting 118 with runners in scoring position. He's got two on right now at first and second. No outs, bottom of the eighth. Fouls back a slider, 0-2. The one-run game, White Sox cling to a 3-2 lead. Both runs from the Orioles scored in the second inning. Outside slider just misses, 1-2, and, and I continue to say, the strike zone is very different right now. We have not seen that very much this season. But it happens, I guess. I don't know why. Very different right now for the White Sox than it is for the Orioles. And we're still winning this game. Next pitch, low and away on a slider, 2-2. Two and two. That was a ball. Trying to get him to reach. The small crowd here making a lot of noise for the Orioles. Chops at the third base. It's slow. Going to try to get two over to second. Bounced in the first and a great scoop by Edwin Encarnacion. 
It goes all the way around the horn on a slow number. Moncada makes a great play, barehands it on the grass and immediately flips to Mandrigal, who takes a low throw on the barehand and releases it just before contact is made. He was all over the bag, so it wasn't intentional. He goes down. He's back up now, and he gets it over to first base. Two gone. And now Renato Nunez comes to the plate with two outs here in the bottom of the eighth. He's like their best hitter on the team, maybe. And now Don Cooper's going to come out and talk with Ciszek. So they're going to have a discussion about what they can do here and what they want to do. All right. Nunez is up. Ciszek and Grandal must feel comfortable because they're going to pitch to him. Runner on third, two outs, bottom of the eighth inning, 3-2 White Sox. The pitch on the way. Strike on the outside corner of Sinker, 91 miles an hour, 0-1 the count. Fans booed that one, but that's a strike, and they've been getting a ton of calls all night, so shut up. Now a swing and a miss on a slider outside, 0-2 quickly. Nunez, a righty, has to contend with that sidearm pitch, and he bats with a closed stance. So it's coming around the backside of him. He doesn't see it the whole way. Got him on a slider on the inside corner. Ciszek pumps his fist and stands there and waits for Mandrigal to slap high fives before he leaves the field. He's pumped, and the White Sox continue to lead 3-2. Edwin Encarnacion steps up to the plate with a 3-2 lead. Top of the ninth inning. Blyer remains in, the lefty, for the Orioles. He had a good inning last time up. Alex Colome warms in the bullpen. So does Jace Fry. Ciszek looked very solid. The 1-0 pitch. At the knees of slider taken for a strike, 1-1. One one. I expect Colome to come in here and close the ninth. At this point, unless you've lost all confidence in him from his blown save the other night, you got to get him back out there in a situation where it's a one-run game. I would expect that to be the plan. He's going to start the inning. Cut fastball down the line, one and two the count. Fry is there just in case. He's a lefty. If trouble happens, it would make sense. But I don't think trouble's going to happen here. Two and two the count. The pitch on the way. Fouled off down the first base line. Count remains even at two. Now he lifts one down the third base line, curving foul. Count still even at two. Edwin takes an inside cut fastball at the knees. Count is full now with Adam Engel on deck. Engel had a triple his last time up and then scored on a heads-up play that gave us the 3-2 to two lead. A brain fart on the mound by the Orioles reliever and him coming home on just a nubber back to the pitcher, and he scored on it. And now a walk issued here, and Edwin... Goes down the first base. White Sox going to put a pinch runner out there. Danny Mendick comes out. He will run for Edwin Encarnacion. So a little bit more speed on the base paths. No outs. Adam Engel at the plate. One for three. Outside changeup call the strike. And Engel said something back to the umpire. The White Sox batters are getting tired of somebody's calls. That one was way outside. It has been a very confusing strike zone for White Sox hitters that I have not seen on the other side. Sox pitchers have to be perfect. That ball was outside. 0-1 the count. Inside pitch does catch the corner. 0-2. 
Next pitch outside, one and two the count. Runner on first and Mendick. Here comes the pitch. Inside misses, two and two. Top of the ninth inning, no outs, three, two White Sox. Broken bat down the first baseline foul. It remains two and two. He'll get a new bat. And the next pitch. Sent back up the middle, goes off the arm of the pitcher, rolls to Cisco. His only play is first, and he can't get it there. Engel guts it out down the line. It hit the arm, and they're going to have to go check on Blyer. They're going out to the mound to check on him right now. As he threw that ball, he finishes with his glove up in the air, and he's got his arm straight up. It hit him right on the glove arm that was up in the air and hit his forearm and bounced all the way to the first baseline, halfway between home and first. Cisco ran out to go get it. Angle was safe. Mendick's safe. And now a 1-0 count to Nomar Mazzara. He got on with an error. It was a two-base error on an overthrow. Cut fastball, fouled off. One and one the count. Two on. No outs here in the top of the ninth inning. Misses outside, two and one. Now Mazzara squares the bunt. He'll pull back, three and one. That was the first time he had shown bunt. In this at bat, he's going to show it again. And he gets the walk as he pulls back. So showing bunt kind of discombobulated the lefty. The bases are now loaded. Any way you can get on, Nomar, it's been a tough season. Nick Mandrigal is going to come up, and they're going to get a new pitcher. Tanner Scott's coming in. 16 appearances. He's got nine holds over 13 innings, a 6.23 earned run average, 21 strikeouts to six walks. Opponents are hitting 295 against him from the right and left side of the plate. Nick Mandrigal will step up with nobody out in the top of the ninth inning, and the base is loaded. He's one for three in this game. Sacks looking for insurance runs. Before they go to the bottom of the ninth. Up 3-2. First pitch on the way. High. Misses. 1-0 the count. Sox have battled the umpires. Weird calls. Strange scoring decisions. And a 2-0 deficit. Take a 3-2 lead and get to this point. Popped up the first base. Infield fly is called. There's one gone. And Leary Garcia comes to the plate. Garcia's two for four with a double and a single. One out, top of the ninth inning. Bases loaded. A low fastball misses 1-0 the count. Tries for home. Garcia puts out the bunt and misses it. Out at the plate on a suicide squeeze. Now he swings and misses at that pitch. The runners moved up 90 feet, but let me tell you something right now. That pitch was right down the middle. Leary Garcia can't get the bat on it in any way hits the glove of Cisco now a ground ball over to shortstop, he's thrown over to first base, Larry Garcia was given one job right down the middle he misses it, midway through the ninth, 3-2 Alex Colome comes in to start off the ninth inning for the White Sox 17 games, 15 and a third innings 6 out of 9 in save opportunities, he's blown 3 of them and took a loss in one of those instances 2.93 earned run average. Danny Mendick moves over to third. Moncada's going to cover first for this inning. Cut fastball fouled off. 
by DJ Stewart. Next pitch. Strike on the inside corner. 0-2 quickly. And now this one is fouled back. Count remains 0-2. So Palome all business coming right after the batter. A high four-seamer misses now, 1-2. His last time out, he blew a save. Sox came back, though, and won that game on Thursday night in Minnesota. There was no need for him the rest of the time they were there. Now this one's hopped up the middle. Madrigal's going to get it in front of second base. Stop and throw it across his body to first. Moncada makes the catch. There's one gone here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Anthony Santander comes up, one for three with a double and a run scored. The lefty at the plate with the White Sox up three to two and one out here in the bottom of the ninth. Colome gets one across at the knees for strike one. A crazy game here for the White Sox. It feels like everything has been against them. And then it was a really well-called squeeze there in that last inning. He just missed it. Ball was right down the middle. And Garcia somehow can't get that bat on it in any way. 0-2 now the count. I think Renteria will think twice before he ever calls on him to do that again. This one's lifted out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall, over the head of Mazzara. Angle's going to grab it and throw it into second base. There'll be a play, but safe under the tag is Santander. He put it off the wall above Mazzara's head. A hard-hit ball by the lefty. Palome has been shaky this month. And the shakiness continues with a double there with one out. Austin Hayes will come to the plate 0 for 2 with a sacrifice fly and an RBI. He's got a runner on second in scoring position. That's the tying run in the game. He's the winning run. And the first pitch is rifle in the left field. Base hit and a diving Jimenez lets it get all the way to the wall. This game is going to be tied. Hayes is on his way into third to throw in. He is safe under the tag. The Orioles tie the game on a triple. Jimenez sold out trying to catch it. It gets underneath him. It was going to be a base hit. He's trying to bail out his closer that's been struggling lately. It was a hard hit ball. Colome has been a dumpster fire over the last couple of weeks now. He's been shaky. He's survived the shakiness, but now the last two times out, two blown saves. And in his last five opportunities to go out and get the save, three blown saves. And Chance Sisko now comes to the play with one out in the ninth inning. We're in a tie game. Terrible. The bullpen's up, but it may be too little too late. Sisko takes an outside cut fastball. A fly ball wins this game in walk-off fashion to the Orioles and the White Sox. And I'm sure all White Sox fans listening to this have to be disgusted. There are their share of goats so far in this game for the Sox. Colome's one of them. Ill-advised dive by Jimenez, but I understood the reasoning at least as he was trying. But that was a dumb play. Garcia unable to get the bat on the ball with one out and a runner coming home. And a pitch right down the middle. Didn't have very much movement at all. A brain fart there. Two and one count out of Cisco as Colome's blown yet another save. Doesn't seem fair to the guys that played so hard today. Two and two now the count to Chance Cisco. It's a big at bat. Struck him out looking. Cisco, I don't know why he didn't offer it. It was right down the middle. He thought it was going to be something else. We're in a tie ball game here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Chris Davis comes to the plate. First pitch is high and misses on a cut fastball. 1-0 the count. Sacks rushing to get help out there. 
But really, Colome's got to finish this inning. The 1-0 pitch. A strike on the outside corner, 1-1. He gave one a ride earlier. Luckily, it was caught at the wall. Now, Colome is going to throw over to third. He's just wasting time. Two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning as the Orioles have tied this up. The Sox is trying to get the extras. Another blown save by Alex Colome. Second one in a week. The pitch. Swung on and missed. A cut fastball. One and two the count. He goes outside and gets in the swing. He struck him out. They're disappointed uh, in the stands. They didn't get to walk off. I'm disappointed that we're tied. We're going to extras. Three all here in extra innings. Top of the 10th. Yasmani Grandal is one for four. Solo home run in the fourth inning. He was the guy who broke the tie in the last extra inning game on the road, the first game of this road trip. Game one against Minnesota back on Thursday. It went 13 innings. He takes a strike on the inside corner here. Owen won the count. Tanner Scott remains in the game for the Orioles. Inside pitch misses, one and one. And that keeps Grandal on the right side where he's less dangerous in terms of his power. Much more powerful from the left side of the plate. Michael Kopech warms in the bullpen for the White Sox. The 1-1 pitch. Low at the knees, call the ball. 2-1. The lefty delivers. Swung on, sent down the third baseline, just foul. Count is even at 2. Most games going final now in Major League Baseball. The Rays beat Toronto 6-0 at home. Outside sinker misses. Full count with Abreu on deck. Detroit wins the game at home against the Mariners. 2-1. We're in extras here in Baltimore. Swung on and sent out in the right field off the end of the bat. Can of corn. And it's one gone. Jose Abreu comes to the plate now. He had a double in the first inning. It's been a while, though, since then. One for four on the night. He's hitting 272. Sox need him to do something here. I don't want to struggle for inning upon inning upon inning here. The fact that they only scored three runs over the first nine innings is an accomplishment for the Orioles. This team is averaging far more than that, five runs a game. As a four-seamers ripped down the third baseline foul. Count is even at one. He had the bases loaded with no outs. In the top of the ninth, couldn't get a run across. And then Colome blows the save. Back-to-back extra base hits. A double and a triple with one out. He started the inning. Abreu puts this one in the left field. That's a base hit. So Jose is on. With one out here in the top of the 10th inning. Yom Mancada will come out. With a lefty on the mound, he continues the bad righty. He's 0 for 4 with a fly out in the 8th inning. Takes a high outside fastball that hits the zone barely. 0 and 1 the count. Average down to 318. It has dropped 20 points in the last week. Ball in the dirt. Abreu's not going to advance. 1-1 one one the count. He actually left for the road trip, I believe, hitting 338. 
Outside pitch misses, 2-1. and one. Extra innings in Baltimore. Sacks took the first game of this series and were leading in the ninth. Mancada sends one out in a shallow center field. He will not drop quick enough and be caught. A lot of high fly balls from Yoan Mancada tonight. He's just missing whatever he's trying to do. I think he's going for the homers and he's not getting them and he needs to focus on just getting on base. Aloya Menez steps to the plate one for four in this game with two outs in the top of the 10th. Swings at a low inside fastball, 0-1. He struck out ugly, ugly at bat last time up. That was also a left-handed pitcher. Now he sends this one down the third baseline, hooking foul by about three, four feet. 0-2, two outs top of the 10th, tie ball game. The pitch. They're going to see he swung Jimenez now is yelling. Renteria runs out to get in the middle of him right away and send him back to the dugout. He doesn't think he went. We've been getting jobbed all night. We're going to the bottom of the 10th inning. I'm going to tell you at the end of that inning, I'm not saying the White Sox were going to do anything in that inning. They didn't look very good. But the final strike to Jimenez was clearly outside. He did not bring the bat around. They never appealed on the first base, and the umpire makes the call behind the plate. Earlier in this game, we saw a pitcher in trouble on our team and a run eventually score on what was clearly a swing and the umpire allowed them to go down the first base for the bad call. And I am perplexed by everything that has happened in this game with this crew tonight. Michael Kopech comes in for his fifth appearance, 2-0 record, 10 innings pitched, a 5.40 ERA. 13 strikeouts to three walks. His first nine innings... He only gave up one run. Then the Twins got to him the second time they had seen him. First pitch is nubbed out in the right field. Mazzara comes in and makes the play. One pitch, one out. Inglacius flies out. Now here's Ramon Urias with one out in the bottom of the 10th. Kopech into the wind. Throws a strike on the inside corner, a slider. Owen won the count. When the White Sox went in extra innings on the last Palome blown save, Ricky Renteria warmed up Kopech, got him in there in the 10th, and he pitched four innings of scoreless baseball until the White Sox could get some runs across. That may very well be the plan here tonight as that one misses just below the knees, one and one the count. He was very competent in that game against a very good offense. Fastball outside misses two and one. He's got his catcher back there in Grandal. Mancada is over at first base because a brace started as a DH and they went with a pinch runner in the ninth. Mendick is now the third baseman. Three and one the count. And unfortunately, Mendick will lead off the next inning instead of Encarnacion. The three-one pitch. Swung on and missed. Count is full. Three and two. And I say next inning, not to be overly confident, but I believe that Michael Kopech has what it takes to keep his team in this for a few innings. Sacks offense needs to get a run. Full count. The pitch. Low and away. Walked him. Got away from him. Throws his fist in the air in a little bit of disgust. Looks at the baseball like there might be something wrong with it. Asks for a new one. Trey Mancini 
Comes up to the plate, 0 for 4. Grounded out his last time up. He's got a runner on first. That would be the walk-off run for the Orioles. He's got pretty good speed and is a stealing threat. Urias with a big lead. A strike gets across on the inside corner, 0 and 1. Sox need to pay attention to him, but they don't want to lose their focus. Renato Nunez, the four-hitter, stands on deck. This is the middle of the order here for the Orioles. Here in the bottom of the 10th. Runner goes. Grandal down the second base. The throw. He is out. He guns him down on a bang-bang play at second. And he was safe. And we'll take it because we've been ripped off a lot. He's clearly in on that bag. This umpiring crew is terrible tonight. But at least finally something went against the Orioles. And there's two outs and nobody on as this one is fouled off down the first baseline. He's clearly safe. Yes, the ball beats him. And Mandrigal puts on the best tag he can. But he misses that first arm and doesn't hit him until later. Two and two down the count. So the entire crew is bad. It's just the guy on second likes us more. Swung on and missed. The Orioles are down. And we're going to the top of the 11th. Kopek strikes out the last batter. We're still tied up at three in extras. Danny Mendick's going to lead it off. He's hitting 235. First pitch on the way, and it's sent right back up the middle with a base hit. So there's Danny. He's like, hey, I know I was a pinch runner, and I haven't been in this game, but I'm going to get something going, and he's on first base. Just like the top of the ninth inning, Mendick is on first base with no outs. The Orioles have about three guys left, LeBlanc, Fry, and Givens. LeBlanc and Fry are the only two relievers that are lefties. There's one righty out there in Givens. And that's why Tanner Scott is out there for his third inning. A high four-seamer taken for a strike from Adam Engel. He's got a triple, a single, and a run scored. He's two for four. He's hitting 309. It'd be nice to see him get a gapper like he did the last time. 0-1 the count, the pitch on the way. Misses outside, 1-1. Scott came in in the ninth inning with the bases loaded and was able to get out of the jam. He had some luck. Inside slider misses two and one. Whole lot of lefties available right now for the Orioles. The two-one pitch on the way. Inside misses three and one. And Angle is in the catbird seat. Nomar Mazara is up next, hitting 203, five home runs. He got on with a two-base error and a walk. That's it for him today at the plate. Ball is ripped down the third base line, goes foul. Count is full. Payoff pitch is on the way. Throw over to first base. They're worried about Mendick. And understandably so. He has some speed. But the Sox have already run themselves out of an inning. They've been thrown out twice in this series by Orioles catchers. This ball lifted down the third base line, heading deep towards the pole. Back near the track, it will be caught. Mendick is going to have to hold. There's a strong arm out in left field. There's one gone for Nomar Mazzara. He's 0 for 3 with a walk in the ninth inning. Mazzara, the lefty, with a runner on first and one out here in the top of the 11th. Takes a ball outside, 1-0. 89-mile-an-hour slider away from the plate. On deck is Nick Madrigal. The pitch. Hits the outside corner, a four-seamer, 1-1 the count. You know, I've been sitting up here thinking to myself, is this it for a named closer on the White Sox for now? Colome has not been the best guy of the bullpen by far. 
as that one's outside and misses two and one. Ciszek and Bummer, far better statistically, far more dominant. They keep guys off base. 2-1 pitch swung on. He's 2-2 two and two, even in the count with Mendick over at first base. Mendick takes off. He got a good jump. Swung on. The ball down to second base. He is out. The inning's over on a strike him out, throw him out. Mazzara missed one right down the middle. Mendick was out by a hair. And Renato Nunez now comes to the plate in the bottom of the 11th inning. Sacks trying everything to get a run across and been unable to do so. A slider misses outside. It's 1-0. Kopech, of course, remains in the game. Right before that sequence at the end of that inning, I mentioned it's going to be a difficult decision. But Colome has not been the man really out of the pen. He's been anything but. He's got four blown saves so far. We haven't made it to June. He's 50-50 in save attempts. 2-1 and one the count now to Renato Nunez, who's 0-4. He fouls off a four-seamer, 2-2. Two two. Tie ball game, 3-3, bottom of the 11th. Just misses low at the knees. He wanted that call, 3-2 the count. Popek works quickly to Grandal. He misses outside and walks the leadoff man. I think he had him on the pitch before that, but again, we've been saying it all night long. Strike zone is moving constantly. Looked like a good pitch to me. DJ Stewart's one for four with a single and a run scored. The lefty stands in with a runner on first and no outs here in the bottom of the 11th. Pitch misses outside, a four-seamer, 1-0 the count. Now a strike down the middle, 1-1. One one. Popek checks the sign, checks the runner. Back to the plate. Misses away on a slider, 2-1. Next offering, sent down the first baseline, foul. Count is even at two to the lefty Stewart, who's one for four. The pitch, chop foul, remains even, no outs, bottom of the 11th, 3-3 game. Alex Colome with another blown save. And has left the White Sox in a pickle. Sent down the first baseline, gets foul, luckily. Two and two, the count remains. A lot of pitches here to Stewart. Rondal steadies his pitcher, puts down the glove. Lifted out in the right field. Deep back towards the wall. It will go foul. It left the stadium foul. That would have ended it. Count still even at two. He goes inside and brushes him back. Count is full. Santander's up next. He only leads the team in doubles and has seven home runs, second on the team. He's only the guy that got things going in the ninth inning and scored the tying run. You don't want to let Stewart off the hook and put two on. Ground ball down the first baseline. That is a foul ball. Took a long time for the umpire to make a decision on that one. It was pretty obviously foul. White Sox players were reacting like it was fair. This one's grounded back. I'm telling you, it's been like a, a clown show out there. Full count. The pitch on the way. Inside missed and he walked him. Well, we let this team hang in there long enough, and now we're in trouble. Nobody out, two on, bottom of the 11th inning in a tie ball game. And Kopech has walked two, and Cooper's going to go out and talk with him for a minute and calm him down. He's got his hand on his shoulders, just him, Grandal, and Coop. Santander 
comes to the plate. Looking for the ground ball here. He's going to try to lay down the bunt. He pops it up, but it gets out of play. Nobody can get to it. Kopech went inside on him. Made it hard from the bunt, that ball. Let's see what he does here. Next pitch. Away. He misses. One and one. Corners are playing in, waiting for a bunt. He shows again. This one's laid down the third baseline foul, so now two strikes, one and two. They're going to back up a little bit in the infield. Swung on and missed. He struck him out on an inside slider. So the Orioles unable to get the bunt down and advance the runners. There's one out now here in the bottom of the 11th. Kopech goes inside on that slider down at the knees. Bad swing and a miss. Austin Hayes comes to the plate. He's one for three with a triple. That tied this ball game with one out in the ninth. An outside slider hits the zone, 0-1 the count. He's got a sack fly as well, two RBIs. To his credit today, he's one for three. Runners on first and second. 0-1 pitch with one out here in the bottom of the 11th. Chop the first. Mankata over to second. Back over to first base. He's safe at first. Garcia had nothing on that throw. And it gets there a little late. First and third now with two outs in the bottom of the 11th inning. Cisco comes up in the first pitch down the first baseline foul. 24 pitches this inning for Kopech as he tries to get them to the 12th. Two outs, first and third. In the dirt, corralled by Grandal. That's a ball, one and one the count. There's a runner 90 feet away trying to win this game for the Orioles. White Sox trying to stop that as Cisco now fouls this one off one and two. He's 0 for 3 in this game. The pitch on the way. Struck him out looking on a slider. Nice pitch by Kopech on the outside corner. Sox escape trouble. And they will go to the top of the 12th. Still tied up at 3. Paul Fry, the lefty, another lefty coming in. There's only two players left in that bullpen for the Orioles. Comes in for his 10th appearance. Five innings pitched. A 9.00 earned run average. Another guy who has recently joined this team. Nick Mandrigal will lead it off in the ninth spot, then Larry Garcia and Yasmani Grandal here on the top of the 12th inning. Mads is one for four. Takes a strike at the knees, 0-1 the count. Honestly, that's the exact same pitch that we saw an Orioles player get a free pass on. Nothing different. Exact placement of the ball on that little box. He digitally put up there. One and one pitch hits the outside corner. One and two down to Mandrigal. The Twins have one in New York. Four to one. Outside pitch checked up. Two and two the count. Next pitch on the way. Swung on and popped up to first base. There's one gone. Jace Fry. Warms in the bullpen as Leori Garcia comes up. I also see Evan Marshall grabbing a ball. 
I know the White Sox would like to just keep Kopech out there. I would imagine he starts the inning. He has the ability to put 4-5 up for him if they need it. Garcia's 2-5, for five, although he was a big reason why the White Sox didn't get an insurance run. They may have gotten him the win in regulation. He missed on a ball right down the middle on a suicide squeeze and couldn't get his bat to even touch it. He's 1-1 one one here on the count with one out in the top of the 12th and nobody on. Next pitch outside, a slider, 2-1 the count. The 2-1 pitch on the way. Inside fastball catches his own 2-2. Two two. On deck, Yasmani Grandal. Set in the right field, a base hit for Garcia. So he's on board with one gone here in the 12th, and Grandal will come to the plate. First pitch hits the outside corner, 0-1 the count. Solo home run in the fourth inning for Grandal is 15th. Now he's got a runner on first with one out here in the top of the 12th. And a questionable pitch on the outside corner again goes the way of the Orioles. It's amazing. If it's on the outside corner, it doesn't matter what height the pitch is. It's as if the umpire is just paying attention to does it cross the plate, but not if it's a foot below the knee. 0-2 oh to count now. Inside pitch misses. 1-2 to count. It's hard when you're a right-handed hitter. You have to go for something that is low and outside and consider it a strike. This one is sent to second base. They're going to try for two. Garcia is pushed out of the base path, and then the ball is thrown over second. He's over to third. Did he make contact? He did not. Garcia ran into the grass to avoid a spinning Urias. Now, Urias basically threw himself backwards in front of Garcia without trying to make a tag, and that's why he's not called for going out of the base path. Then the ball is thrown out into the outfield, and we're first and third on what could have been a double play. Now they're going to intentionally walk Jose Abreu, and the bases are loaded for Moncada. That's a smack in the face. He's 0 for 5, though, with a fly out. He has not looked very good, but if he could get a deep fly ball here, he scores a run. Fouls off a changeup, 0-1 the count. 3.08 average with runners in scoring position. Swung on and sent out to the right center field gap. It will be caught. Garcia is going to tag and head home. He will get there easily. And the White Sox take a 4-3 lead here in the top of the 12th inning. Moncada with the sack fly deep onto the right center field gap. Everything hanging up there a long time for him, but he did hit it deep again. And that's all you needed. And now here comes Jimenez, one for five with runners on first and second. It is Grandal, though, on second base, and Abreu at first. Sox have a 4-3 lead. Double barrel action going on in the bullpen, and Michael Kopech looking solid so far. High inside four-seamer taken for a ball. If Kopech gets into trouble, you're definitely going out and getting him quickly. We'll see how it sets up. And what the White Sox do is an outside four-seamer misses 2-0. He pitched the 10th and the 11th inning. There were runners on, but he got out of it. Now a high inside pitch called a strike, 2-1 to Jimenez. A double play ball. Urias tries some acrobatic spin move. Garcia avoids him. The ball is thrown into left field. Leury touches second and then runs in the third base 
An intentional walk and a sack fly gives the White Sox the lead. The 2-2 pitch down to Jimenez, swung on and missed. Inside slider, he breaks the bat over his knee. We will go to the bottom of the 12th inning, up by a run, and trying once again to put away the Orioles. Michael Kopech will start off the bottom of the 12th. 39 pitches, two scoreless innings. He throws this one low and away to Chris Davis, who's 0 for 3. The nine hitter leads off the inning for the Orioles. Now this one misses outside 2-0. and Inglacius on deck, the leadoff hitter. You don't want to put the leadoff man on here. The pitch. Gets the strike zone on the outside corner, 2-1. and Popek, in what seems like ages ago, after that long Minnesota series, but last Thursday, came in for four in extras and put it away as the White Sox fought back in the 13th. They fight back here in the 12th, and they lead by a run yet again, but now that one misses outside, 3-1. and one. The pitch to Davis, a strike on the inside corner, 3-2 and two the count. So the count is full to the first batter of the inning here in the bottom of the 12th inning. Kopech into the line. Swung on and hit deep. Chris Davis hits a home run every three weeks, but he just hit one there. Oh, that hurts. And it was a towering shot, folks. 437 feet. It hit that building out in right field in Camden Yards. Left the ballpark. That's the first hit that Davis has against the White Sox in five games this season. And it's an absolute bomb. He hits the brick facade across the street. We're tied up again here in the bottom of the 12th. And the first pitch to Iglesias is rolled in by Kopech, and that'll break the spirit. They're going to go out and talk with him here. We're in a long game. I don't know if they want to pull him. They're going to talk to him here and tell him, like, hey, still a tie ball game. Think of it as a start. It's just a tie ball game again. Inside changeup misses, 2-0. It has been frustrating for the White Sox in extra innings this season. They did get the win last Thursday, but overall, they have not done well. Outside pitch hits the zone, 2-1 now to Iglesias, who's 0-4. Davis was 0-4 until he hit that one that has yet to land. Well, actually, it did after it went off the side of the building on the other side of the street. Now a ground ball to Mandrigal corralled. There's one gone. Ramon Urias must be happy. His error that led to the White Sox taking the lead has been erased by the home run from Davis, and he swings and misses at a slider away. Owen won the count. Coming into that bat, the thought process had to be that Davis has a little bit more power against righties. But his contact numbers are low either way. And you got to bring in a guy for three batters. And Jace Fry didn't match up with the next two guys very well at all. In fact, he didn't match up with anybody very well. And so the idea was you can't bring him in and have him pitch the three guys. And Kopech had been doing well. He gives up the home run. Now he strikes out the next batter. And that was the whole idea. Go after a guy that's hitting a buck 80 and gets lucky every once in a while. And then finish it off against the two guys at the top of the order. And you don't even see Mancini or Nunez. 
who's 0 for 5 as Mancini as he stands in with a strike on the 10th inning from Kopech and he takes a strike here with two outs. But Davis got lucky. On a full count, he just closed his eyes and swung and this game is tied. Kopech then strikes out the next two and we're 1 and 1 now in the count to Mancini as that one's low and away. Danny Mendick will lead it off next inning. In the ninth inning, he came in as a pinch runner after Edwin Encarnacion got on with nobody out. He then led off two innings ago in the 11th with a single and almost came around. Three and one now as that pitch misses high. Nunez on deck. Kopech into the wind in the pitch. A strike. Started to head down to first base. That'll make an umpire upset. Maybe we'll start getting some calls. Count is full. Two outs at the bottom of the 12th inning in a tie 4-4 game. The pitch on the way. Misses low and he walked him. Kopech now up to 59 pitches with two outs in the 12th. He's got a runner on first. And Nunez comes up 0-4 with a walk in the 11th inning. Got 10 homers on the season. He leads his team. 25 RBI. And the righty stands in with a runner on first base. Pitch is low and away and misses 1-0 the count. The White Sox have stranded some runners tonight, that's for sure. A lot of guys on base, not a lot have scored. Only four runs through 12 as this one's filed off. 1-1 the count. They could have used one or two more and this game would have been over. But the much maligned bullpen that looked really good when you send Ciszek out and Bummer Fell apart with Colome for the second time in a week. And then Kopech pitches two solid innings. They get the lead, and he gives up a home run on a 3-2 pitch in this inning. 2-2 two and two now to Nunez with the runner on first. Here comes the pitch. Swung on and missed. He got him. Nunez has struck out four times in this game by the hand of three different pitchers, twice from Kopech. After 12, we are yet again tied up. Four all. Four runs on 11 hits, one error for the White Sox. Four runs on five hits, two errors for the Orioles. They have more errors, less hits. We're tied in the top of the 13th. And Fry comes back out again, the lefty, to face Mendick, and he throws one outside for a ball, one and no the count. Now a four-seamer is fouled off down the line. Count remains even at one. Next pitch low and inside, two and one. Evan Marshall has taken a seat. Jace Fry has changed the pace of his warm-ups. I believe he's coming in in the bottom of the 13th inning no matter what as this one is grounded over to second base for the first out of the inning. One gone top of the 13th. And a tie ball game and Adam Engel comes up two for five with a triple, a single, and a run scored. He was over three before he started getting those stats. We need more, Adam. Somebody else has to come through here. It is not over at this point in the game. And it could have been over multiple times. Sent down the third baseline, hooking foul. It was 2-0 after two. Rondal hit a solo shot. Sachs got another run across. Scratching it out. And then a heads-up play by Angle coming home on a number back to the pitcher gave him a 3-2 lead. This one's grounded out to second base, two gone. So in the ninth inning, they had a chance to win this, and they couldn't. 
Last inning, they get a run. They have a chance to close it out again in a solo shot from the leadoff man, Davis, in that inning. Ties it again, and now Nomar Mazar is up with two outs here in the top of the 13th inning. He made the last out of the 11th. He's yet to reach base with the exception of a walk and a two-base error. He's one and two. The pitch. Fouled back, a slider. Power remains one and two. Next pitch is high and outside. Count even at two now. A lot of people have gone home. It's a weeknight. But then again, if you're an Orioles fan, you've only seen 14 wins all season. A lot of people sticking around. They don't get a lot of them. If you're a season ticket holder, you're like, we're staying. I want this one. Outside pitch misses, three and two. White Sox wanted two. Nick Mandrigal on deck, taking his swings and a full count to Mazzara. With two outs here on the top of the 13th inning. The pitch on the way. Swung on and lifted down the first baseline. He'll be caught near the line. Sox have only been able to get four runs here against the Orioles through 13. And they're going to need another inning here. Jace Fry's coming in to try to give it to him. Jace Fry comes in, 21 appearances, 2-1 record, 13 and two-thirds innings, 3.29 earned run average. He's not normally called on to get three outs in an inning, but he's going to be called on here as we're running out of arms. Herrera, Marshall, and possibly Carson Fulmer, although he has been used a lot over the last 48 hours. Stewart takes a ball low. And now grounds this one down the third baseline foul. There's a shift on for him. There's nothing going on down the third baseline. If he hits it over there, he's going to have a double. Swings and misses at a four-seamer. And Fry's got him one and two right away. When I see Fry come out, I look at his command. What he does in those first few pitches normally tells you what he's going to do. So far, so good with the one-two count. Swung on and missed a four-seamer perfectly placed outside. He couldn't get to it. One gone. Anthony Santander's going to come to the plate. Stands on the right side of the plate. Two for five in this game. The switch hitter moves over. Takes the first ball over to short. Garcia's going to field it. Send it over to first. Mancana puts it away, and yes, that's right. Look at this infield. Mancata's at first base. Mandrigal's at second. Larry Garcia started at short. Danny Mendix over at third base. Austin Hayes comes to the plate with two quick outs in this inning. One for four. The first pitch is rifled down the third baseline. Fair ball is going to get into the corner. Jimenez on his horse is going to get there. He will throw it in, but it won't be in time. That's a double with two outs from Hayes. So Fry looks solid. But he served that one up right down the middle, just below the waist. And Hayes drove it. Chance Cisco, the lefty, comes up. Fry's a lefty. Cisco's 0 for 4. He has struck out the last two times looking and has four strikeouts on the game. On deck is the man that tied this thing up. Davis. He's also a lefty. So Fry... He's got these two guys. Nobody going in the bullpen. Swung on and rifled out on the left. It's going to drop in front of Jimenez. Runner's going to come around third. There's going to be a play at the plate. He is safe underneath the tag, and the Orioles have walked it off. 
We just kept letting him hang in there. Iffy decisions. Really bad calls by the umpires. A frustrating loss for the White Sox. There's no other way to say it. This team that had been firing on all cylinders for most of May may still be a little shell-shocked by what the Twins did to them, and they got to get over it quickly. This is a game they should have had. The Orioles did everything they could to give it to them. They had two fielding errors that created multiple runs. The Orioles at every turn tried to give this game away, and every time the White Sox had it, they gave it back. Ricky's boys have to have a talk with each other. Unfortunately for the White Sox, they have not won a lot of games lately. You know, ratings on the wall. This team's in a kind of a slump right now. Split with the Rockies, lost three out of four, and then you split so far here in this series, one and one. You're three and five over your last eight games. Austin Hayes is the player of the game. Paul Fry takes the win, two innings pitch there at the end. He gave up an earned run and still got the win in extra innings. That shows how the White Sox just kept giving this away. Jace Fry gets the first two guys right away and then gives up back-to-back hits. And the game is over. Sox lose this one. They got to come back tomorrow strong. This is a team they need to take three out of four from. Game three is tomorrow. For Sox in the basement, our sponsors, Cork and Carey at the park. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hopefully better things tomorrow for this team. A heartbreaking loss and a lot of people you can point the blame finger at. We will see you tomorrow on Socks in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.